Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Episode 11, Denise. We're here. (laughs) We're back. We're back. What are we talking about this week? I think we should talk about all the changes that people have to make in their lives and how they how they can help themselves by using hypnosis. <laughs> yeah, or, or what kind of resistance they have to change. Right, right. Well, we all know we've got resistance to change, um, possibly because we don't realize change is actually possible. You know, oh, I'm too old to do this now. You know, I'm too set in my ways. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's something you really want, you're not. Yeah, yeah, but, but also, I mean, we do perceive change as a threat, don't we? Subconsciously. Yeah, of course. Of course, because your subconscious wants you to stay exactly the way you are, because I know what's going on. Mm. <laughs> it's well, a, yeah, because it, it's... I mean, not out of malice in any way. It's no, supposed I, to be protecting you. I always say about depression, you know, when people are depressed and they stay in bed and they pull the rug over the head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if that's what kept them safe one day, they're just tempted to repeat the process the next, aren't they? Even yeah. though they know they're miserable, it's not doing them any good, really. That the, they'll the mind tries to protect us, doesn't it? By of course doing the same thing. And, yeah, and it doesn't have to be as dramatic as that. I think most people, if they were able to think, because if you're seriously depressed, mm. it's really hard without another party helping you. Absolutely, um, helping you to recognize that there's hope, <laughs> mm. um, which is outside our scope, because yes. that is when a psychologist or a psychiatrist comes in. But once somebody knows that they want to change, you are you before when we obviously we have a little bit of a conversation about what we're going to talk about. You mentioned that weight loss is one of the biggest. It's it's here we are at the end of the year. People are all going to be trying to lose weight in a few months. Um, yeah. It be, is one before, of the things. Drop a dress yes. size for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't don't talk about it on Thanksgiving Day. So that won't work. But it does make you perhaps think about it. But it is it is something that you feel like you're being sabotaged. And obviously, since you're the one that controls what goes into your mouth, it is you that's doing the sabotaging. Yeah. Why? Mm. <laughs> well, yeah, we're the risk of going all Freudian here, aren't we? And analysis, etc. But it's one of hey, those things. He was things... a hypnotist. That's okay. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things, though, isn't it? Because I mean, every single weight loss client I've ever spoke with or weight management client, I've ever spoke with, they all say, I want to lose weight. I want to eat less. I want to do more exercise. I say, oh, go and do it then. Yeah. Because logically yeah. you want to do it, but it, it, what, what is it then? As I say, at the risk of going all Freudian, sort of start to analyze deep down. It's, it's the subconscious things, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. the things, I, I always find it's the things we do automatically without thinking about them first. So, so how now as a solution focused therapist, mm. since you don't do, you know, regressing back to cause no where what how do you handle those negative voices that people have you'll always be fat <laughs> you know you'll mm. the the things that we hear oh this is gonna go wrong again anyway i might as well eat the cake you know? oh, yeah well that turning off the chatter that turning off the chatter that that's you know part of mm. i would imagine the kind of hypnotherapy you do as well isn't it to get in the client's mind quiet right turning off Try that to- inner narrative 
Right, but you have to acknowledge what the narrative is. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But we can change that in a narrative. I mean, I, I, I dare say our, our methods are very, very similar in that respect. Part of the transession includes, you know, altering that in a narrative, altering mm -hmm. that conversation you have with yourself and, you know, instilling some self-belief, some self-confidence. So you think the resistance is just, you have resistance to everything. If you've been doing X and you want intellectually to do Y, your subconscious I, I think, is somehow feeling let's stay here in the safe and now. yeah because it's yeah, exactly because it perceives that change even good change as a threat i mean even when we've got some good change coming up like for example we're getting married <laughs> you know mm -hmm. think of something really joyous something that's supposed to be a really joyous time of our lives or we're having a baby um mm -hmm. i think some of that is that in order to grasp this thing you have to let go of that thing if you're going to get married you're no longer single if you're going to have a baby, you're no longer a couple, usually, mm. who, you know, who takes away a certain amount of your freedom to do what you happen to want to do. So I think some of it's that that isn't necessarily negative. It's just choosing between cannot have everything all at the same time. No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, somebody I know recently had a baby and I was having a conversation with them and <clears throat> they were talking about change. And I said, well, to my mind, I don't have children, but to my mind, the biggest change would be you can never again leave the house without thinking, what about the baby? <laughs> you mm -hmm. can't, I mean, at the moment, now, if I want to just pop out to the shops and go and get something, I just pop out to the shops and get something. If I had a baby, it would be very, very different. You've either got to arrange for somebody to come and sit with your baby or you pack everything up in these big bags. It's, it's the packing the everything up. Yeah. Gra grabbing the kid is easy, but the, yeah. all the things that go with yeah. it. Yeah, but it's like, you know, that, that is change, isn't it? If, mm. In the extreme. Um, I mean, I, I must admit, I would find yes, it incredibly it's, overwhelming. And, and, <laughs> and it will go along for a good many years. It's not just the yeah. baby stage that it is. Yeah, till about 30, isn't it, apparently? <laughs> Since we're getting more each year, but <laughs> however, that's a slightly different issue. Um, yeah, I I suppose. I mean, that resistance it could be rooted in sort of like that fear of the unknown, isn't it? Yes, or or whatever change you make is going to be worse than what you've got already. Mm. That's that's the. I mean, part of what I do, though, in my process is if someone is coming about weight loss, for example, is get them to really visualize what life will be like when they have reached that ideal weight mm -hmm. and really visualize it and describe it in detail. And in that way, we start to ingrain it in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. You've got to get it into their belief systems. Um, but if you're talking about that thing where people are saying, no, I'll always be fat or now I've had mm -hmm. a piece of cake, sod it, never mind. Um, yeah. that, that's a change of mindset, isn't it? I mean, so, it is, so but... I don't know if you've ever found this with people. They may have been dieting or losing weight for a month and then they fall off the wagon. Usually that's their terms they'll use and that they'll overeat for two or three days and then they get to the stage of, oh, sod it. And they revert straight back to type. Whereas... Mm -hmm. If you can alter the mindset, it's like, so, okay, you overate for two or three days. Doesn't undo the other 30. Jump back mm. on. And there's also a difference in, didn't expect this to all be about weight, but weight is kind of different because you, you know what you're supposed to eat intellectually, mm. most people. Yeah. Um, and they know why they want to do it. Mm-hmm. 
so why is is it knowing that you can't make the change it's 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 not you can't be fitted you can't stick to it it's that message from probably from childhood possibly yeah possibly and again it's you know the, there are so many things aren't there so many reasons why it can happen i mean everything that we've ever heard that's gone into us that's put negative thoughts in there or negative beliefs and, be, and remember the, the positive one ones the positive ones go in there too don't blame parents for everything no you, I'm you, not, you have, i never mentioned parents <laughs> <laughs> well we know that that's where the well the person that brings you up is the person that gets a yeah. good few years to put those yeah. thoughts in I, I never mentioned parents it could have been teachers <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but i mean <clears throat> it was weight's just one example but there's all kinds mm. of change that we could consciously want um but then we lack the confidence to go ahead with it and the subconscious things there we feel holding us back for example somebody who is in a particular job a particular career but would really want to do something else and has the capability of doing so okay you know that they have the capability to be able to train for it or to study for it you mean you can't start you can't hypnotize me and i can't go be an astronaut a little outside of the realm possibility uh no but i could hypnotize you to explore the possibility a bit more and then realize why you can't be an astronaut okay that's fair <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but it's for example somebody wants to I don't, I don't know let me let me think of something right off the top of my head say somebody's a nurse and she's decided she actually wants to be a lawyer instead mm -hmm. and she's got an aptitude for studying and yes she's perfectly capable of studying and getting that law degree but something might be holding her back from saying no 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 you know you can't be a lawyer you can't be a lawyer she may have some doubts that she couldn't mm -hmm. do it or he could have some mm -hmm. doubts that they couldn't do it um you know, really consciously, they want to do that. They're capable of doing that. So it, it's, I would say it's working out what those other inner things are, which are holding them back, what that resistance is, what the cause of that resistance is. Yeah. And there could be a million different reasons. Yeah. They may feel that they've, they've presented themselves as a nurse for so long that they cannot present themselves as anything else. It could be that some, some deep recess of their mind, they believe that lawyers are charlatans. I, there's there's all sorts of things that it could be yeah how, there's that imposter how, syndrome thing as well though isn't there when you change careers yeah but a lot of people have it when they're not even changing when they're just trying to grow within that career yeah i'm, I'm just casting my mind back now from when i made a big switch from being a jeweler to being a therapist um you know the imposter monster got me many times but i think it would have gotten most people in, when physicians, I certainly know that we end up, I, I hear a lot of doctors talking about it because, you know, they want to go into a leadership position or they want to open their own practice, some aspect of that career, even mm. though they're excellent at what they do, they still feel, oh, people will stop pointing fingers at me. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. it's a different scale, but that's how I felt switching from one career to another, yeah. especially late in life. Actually, there was, I was, I told you yesterday, I was on a uh, call, met several hundred people on the call, but we were asked to do an exercise regarding money. Okay. And, and uh, so we were asked to just think about what we wanted and what were the little voices in our head that were telling us not to do it. And one person came up with getting too big for your britches. 
Mm. That yes, that is a huge one. You know, that sort of I can't I can't make more money than my dad did, or you know that somehow people will be offended. You know, again, well, those are con subconscious things, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I I I cast my mind mind back again, going back to when I was a jeweler. Okay, mm. there was a particularly good, creative, excellent jeweler who I knew um a, a colleague within the trade and they i'm not going to say gender because i don't want to give anything mm. away or identify anybody they kept resisting promoting themselves and their work because their belief system didn't allow for self-promotion mm -hmm. and it was like well promote your products or find some other way because what you do is fantastic. hire somebody to do it yeah <laughs> what you do is fantastic and unique and more people need to know about it Mm -hmm. um, they were 10 times the better jeweler than I would ever be. Um, they know they, they were is that right up there in the league. Was that a little imposter sneaking in there or just genuine? No, 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 genuine admiration. We have people that we aspire to be like when we're in whatever trade we are. Mm -hmm. Um, and this was one of my heroes, as it were, in terms of their capability. But Matt, if I can just pull you up and you're entitled to edit this if you choose, <laughs> just said I could never be. Ah, well, yeah. Instead of, I'm, I'm miles from that goal right now is different from, oh, well, I'm not in that trade it. anymore, am I? So well, I couldn't. Okay, now, <laughs> yes. But you yeah. were evaluating him when you still were, him or her, when you still were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. No, no, no edits, no edits. This is the uncut version. <laughs> this, is, this is how the subconscious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, analyzing my language patterns. There we go. Yeah, they, yeah, no, no, this is good. This is good, actually. <laughs> so, so, okay. We, we've talked about the subconscious mind and change then um, and understanding the resistance. What about... Cognitive... Well, what about it? Well, how, how could that possibly be useful? Well, we can help with hypnosis in aligning our thoughts and beliefs to our capabilities. I'm just thinking of what mm -hmm. we were just talking about then. Um, hypnosis can help with that, can't it? If we can help with most things, <laughs> if we if we want to do something, but we perhaps don't believe we can, on one level, but we do on another, then hypnosis can certainly help bring all that together. Can't it? Together, yeah, that's mm. true. And of course, that is really. It's not that your subconscious thinks, well, it would be nice to, but you haven't been able to so far. So let's not risk it. <laughs> it's mm. more of the conversation it has. Yeah. Okay. What about somebody then who? Okay, well, no, we're not talking weight loss here. We're talking general health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Okay, somebody in a nine to five job who knows that they're getting a bit of middle age spread, for example, and they want to be healthier in themselves. Not just nine to five, but sitting in a computer all day, you mean? Yeah. Like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, they've decided they want to just generally be healthier. They've already changed what they eat to a healthier mix, you know, more colored vegetables, extra fruit, that kind of thing. Um, and they want to get moving a bit more and they are physically capable of perhaps some light jogging or some very brisk walking but they they don't picture themselves doing that they, mm -hmm. they don't see that as being them they don't see themselves as being that fit toned person um again is that a resistance to change i don't know because actually is that just like this a self -belief? is the way 
Yeah, but do you have to, can you just want to walk because walking is good for you without a necessarily a particular goal? Because if you say, well, you know, if I walked more, I would lose a couple of pounds a week because that's after all what you should aim for, a couple mm. of pounds a week. Um, and probably have to restrict your diet too a little bit in order to achieve that. But if you, if you think of it just as I want to walk more because walking more is good for me rather mm. than pinning it to a specific sort of, you know, I want to walk because it helps me be less depressed. It helps mm. me. There's so many good benefits oh, rather absolutely. than having, rather than having it. It's a silly thing to say good benefits. Benefits are generally good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, that's why they're called benefits. <laughs> yeah. Um, they're, those are so strong that really in and of themselves, I think those should be rather than pinning oh, I'll lose two pounds. Cause if you, mm. if you haven't lost two pounds at the end of the second, by, by the end of the second week, you're slightly inclined to say, Oh, what's the point? And it's raining anyway. I don't want to go out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no it, it's, it's quite, when we think about it, resistance to change, we all do it on some level, don't we? I think so. Well, I've even got my even got my I really want to trim my business expenses so I'm changing my mailing address <laughs> it's on everything <laughs> as I look at and it, it is a significant amount of money that I will save by doing this and so I have started by but now I've got to actually go through every single place where my my address appears and, and change that it. also makes me feel like, oh, why don't I just keep both of them for this year? Not a good move to have more expense rather than less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, create yourself a lot more work to do, though. Letting everybody mm -hmm. know change of address. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, addressing fear of change. How would you address it as a hypnotist? Um, are you talking about something like, oh, my husband suddenly decided we're going to move to Australia? He hasn't, by the way, but uh, you know that <laughs> that kind of fear of change or a change which you have decided you want in yourself. Um, a change that somebody has decided they want. I'm I'm just trying to think of one that could be a situation for you with one of your clients. Somebody came to you and said, um, "Denise, I've got a job in the next state, so I need to drive again. I can drive, but I don't particularly like driving." Um, yeah, and I don't want frequent. to drive. Yeah. Yeah, that is quite frequent. Well, first of all, you could brainstorm about how to, how you can get places without driving yourself, mm. <laughs> whether it's a, whether it's a possibility. Let's assume um, they had to drive themselves though, and it's a, it's a necessary yeah. change, but they have a fear of it. How would yeah. you? Well, that's. I mean, there are a lot of different. There's a lot of different aspects to driving. Is it mm. just they don't want to take the time? Is it that they're scared of traffic? Mm. But either way. I actually worked with several people for driving fears. And mm. Yeah, you just have to to start to to imagine enjoying the journey. Mm. <laughs> That's funny, actually. Works quite well. yeah. As a, a quick segue, not a plug for my columns, but I was writing about road rage this week in one of the newspapers. Oh, yeah. Coming up to yeah, the Christmas I, season. Exactly. Right. So it's lovely to think of driving in a nice spring morning, but the idea of mm. driving right now with the weather changing, with crazy people on the roads. Mm. Shouldn't use that term. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> <laughs> with people on the road who are one single-minded and <laughs> angry, angry. Yeah, angry too, yeah. Angry people, yeah. No, it's what, what, what I said was though, set the mood right to begin with. Play some relaxing music when you get in the car. Mm -hmm. You know, 
don't don't have radio, you know, wazzo wazzo on playing, you know, fast house music or something like that while you're driving. It's not going to calm the mind, is it? Yeah. But do you use that as an anchor? Um, no, I, mean, not... I don't want don't want them to relax to the point they fall asleep while they're driving. No, no, we we just need to be relaxed and calm, though, don't we? We mm-hmm. don't want fast music which instills a faster heartbeat and that kind of thing. We don't want that while we're driving, you know, house music. Um, that kind of thing, um, yeah, which is actually why instrumental is good. Now, the other thing, of course, with road rage at this time of year is parking rage. That's an even bigger one. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> basically good green tomatoes. Um, yeah, it's a nice. I haven't driven for years. I get about the world quite, quite well. <laughs> thanks to <laughs> thanks to ride sharing, as they call it. Um, and uh, do you and actually mean you can drive? I drove for years. Well, that's a new one on me. I, could you uh, always said I don't a, drive? I don't drive. I, I did drive. I came to America. Do you realize how much having a car is part of yeah. the equation? I, yeah. I didn't no, realize I, you can drive. <laughs> well, no, I, I can't because I have, I have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust myself to drive and I don't want to be hypnotized at 70 no. to start driving. It's, it's, it would be silly, but but um well you're resisting change were... isn't it no no you're resisting change <laughs> no i'm i made the change when i stopped driving yeah. yeah but the thing is that if there was some reason mm. that i had to i know yeah. how the mechanics of steering a, an automatic car yeah but um why do people get frustrated is it because they want to park in a place that's the perfect place and some other idiot chose to have it as well or is it they, you know, we have handicapped parking. A lot of people, a lot of people who have less than physical handicaps tend to use them. Mm. Um, what kind of rage happens back over there? Over well, that kind of thing, people parking in spaces which they shouldn't be using, i.e. disabled spaces or parent and baby spaces, mm. um, that kind of thing. But one of my biggest gripes, something something that's sure to get my heckles on my neck, is when some idiot parks across two parking spaces and oh, yes. spaces. That, yeah. that, that, that makes my blood boil. <laughs> yeah. It's just inconsiderate. Yeah, on the you don't know what the parking situation was when they pulled into that space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might not have had good choice <clears throat> available to them if everybody in the row is doing that yeah that. yeah but when you generally though when you get somebody in a, a large car parked across two spaces it's it's the arrogance of it i think you know you've got to squeeze mm. into the space everybody everybody can only get into one space um but we yeah, had parking rage over here usually people fighting over spaces um inconsiderate parking people wanting to park nearer to the shop door when it's chucking it down with rain um that kind of thing um generally a shortage of spaces over here i mean yeah you know our town centers tend to have expensive car parks um Mm -hmm. so people may try and park on single yellows on the street or other places where they're able to park and then you get road rage there or parking rage or parking ticket rage i would yeah parking ticket rage (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's yeah, we've diverted, we're diverted there, don't we? To a yes. to road rage. So yeah. Okay. What about if somebody came to you for change then, and you help them 
to change. Yeah. What about but maintaining the, it? This, uh, and well, I don't want to go it. back to weight loss because, you know, that's the obvious one no. to go to. What about well, actually, just so generic, I've had several clients that they get, well, what do I do if it comes back? But then mm. you've got the audio, use the audio. And mm. if it's not working for you, just give me a call. I, I often will have just a call with somebody who think, oh, it happened again. The thing happened again. Mm. Is it going to come back full force? No, you're aware of it, and you know that you can be the way you were before. Yeah, don't you think they're planting their own post-hypnotic suggestions, though, by saying, what if it comes back? Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm thinking fears and phobias now, particularly. Um, I say to them, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It won't. I haven't had it happen yet, but maybe yeah, <laughs> I have to think about my language when I'm talking. Mm. But the main thing is that somebody can always contact me again. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. well I'm breathing at least. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming there'll be other hypnotists available to them if I'm not around. But um, yeah, just just knowing that you've, it, it's interesting too, though, if you've made one change and you realize that you're capable of it, you can make so many other ones. Mm. And you don't need hypnosis to get to the other one necessarily. Mm. No, because I, I think, I mean, my, my personal thoughts on this are when you've helped somebody achieve some kind of change um, that they wanted to achieve that, that is significant to them in the process of mm. helping them achieve that, you know, the, the hypnosis, the sessions, the pre-talks, everything adds to their mental resilience anyway and, mm -hmm. and to their mental strength. And yet it helps them realize that, yes, I'm capable of doing this. And I, I think it invigorates them mm -hmm. to, to take on other things and to do other things. I've done this. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's exactly it. That, that, that's, that's my feeling mm -hmm. um, on it. And, and I think, again, once people have battle through that resistance to change on one thing they can battle through it on other things mm -hmm. and you know that's and the battle gets easier yeah but also that's when somebody says to me but well, how does it work because we're talking about hypnosis that's that's the element of well i couldn't really describe exactly how it works but you'll know when it is working <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah and of course it's slightly different for everybody it's also because of part of the thought process here is getting rapport before you don't walk mm. into a hypnotist and say i want to move to australia as i like travel and you know have have, have a hypnosis <laughs> just mm. you you have to have a relationship you have to there's some why do you want to move to australia <laughs> it's a long way away yeah i mean you've you've got to have a connection with the client to do any kind mm -hmm. of meaningful work with them i think well, yeah, because um, why would their subconscious listen to a voice that they don't feel in sync with? Exactly. Exactly. That's why with all my sessions, um, before I do the full trans session with them, that's why I give them the recording to listen to first to get them used to my voice. Um, mm -hmm. And I explain to them that very reason. Um, you know, we're, I, I always say we're having this conversation now and logically this is what you want to do. Um, but subconsciously, you may find some resistance. I want your subconscious to get used to hearing my voice. Listen to this recording every night for the next week or fortnight. Right. Um, and I explain that to them. I also, could, do you, you use music on some of your recordings, don't you? Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I do. And I also explain to them that the music they hear is the same music they'll hear the next time they come in to see me. 
and their yeah. mind will instantly recognize it as something they um, associate with safety and being in their own bed. Um, yeah, the difference there is I only use the music on recordings. So yeah. Is in real life. Yeah. Um, but again, again there's certain about it, number right? of things I can deal with yeah. at one time. <laughs> oh, just thinking about it again, though, these are things I do to help them with that resistance to change, um, without even re without giving it a title before we started mm -hmm. talking today. But yeah, it's all about. Um, well, that's hypnosis. We, it, everything that we do is change. It's change work, isn't it? Yeah. To use yeah. Uh, an expression you see dotted about here and there. Yeah. All right. One of my major issues you've lost your earplug again one of my major issues when i go shopping is i hate self-checkout and sometimes it's the only option mm. and i really if i've got one thing fine but if it's more than that i i just i hate it I, i'm very rarely do i actually stay and use it i okay. have many times walked out i i've, I've done it in a certain I, 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 we can't mention brand names, can we? I did it in a certain. Well, I did it in Marks and Spencers. Okay, oh, he said to me, you "Can you use it? a self checkout?" I said, "No, if I want to use self checkouts, I'll go shop at Tesco Express." Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other brands are available, um, yes. but I, I don't like self checkouts for many reasons. Having said that, I mean we're doing the full range of supermarkets now. If I go to Aldi. I don't want to be stuck behind somebody with a week's worth of shopping in their trolley when I've only grabbed a sandwich in there in the lunch break. So I'm glad they've got self checkouts as well. Yeah, um, they do have the uses, I think, for a quick, yeah. you know, but but you items. have the you you have the choice. You use you the self checkout choice, yeah. or you stand in line. I'll stand in line. I won't mm. be happy, but I don't. You know, if they're giving me, even if it's you know fifty seven self checkouts and one teller, mm. I would prefer that. But okay. if I've got one, and if I've got one thing, I probably would go through. But now, is this ruining my life? No, but it, it is most, I don't know where that's coming from. It's so I'm not resistance quite sure to how. Change. Well, it's resistance to change, but for what end? Because there's usually something about, you know, I'm comfortable with a teller. Maybe you just like to be spoken to by people and deal with people rather than a machine. Or make sure I've, uh, I think he, the first place I noticed them doing that more was buying a ticket for the train, getting fewer and fewer ticket boxes mm. and more places where you've got to buy. Yeah, that I, I don't want to buy the wrong thing. <laughs> well, talking of resisting change, there was a huge hoo-ha over here just a few weeks ago, you know, for that very reason. They were going to be closing down all the ticket offices at the train stations and making it all online or ticket machine only. Um, and there was a huge outcry, a huge resistance to change, and it won. They're, they're not closing. The, yep, they're not closing the ticket offices <laughs> now. So resisting change can be a good thing. Let me ask you something, Denise. Then about supermarkets. Okay. <laughs> they're bit, different here than bit there, of hypnosis. Yeah. So cast your mind back, go back, yes. go back in time. Okay, go back because you were brought up in England. Oh, um, indeed. Okay, and you're always announcing your age on here. So you'll remember when the self-service supermarkets opened, did you resist that change? <laughs> I don't remember self-service in the UK. Um, I only, you know, coming back and visiting when things mm. were changed, but they were faster to go here. Um, no, when I was growing up, you went to a shop and you stood at a counter and yeah. asked people to get you X, Y, and Z, not 
Not exactly. So I was going to say, so when it went self-service, did I mean there must have been a huge resistance to that? I don't know. I, there's a certain amount of that that's quite useful, I think, because you you can look. Oh, look, that one's cheaper. Mm. <laughs> so that that overrides, I think, this. So the 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 visualized change of getting something cheaper than this one. Oh, mm. I can buy a I can buy a double size one for only one and a half times the price. Mm. Um. So, yeah, so I'm thinking is that the, there must have been a huge resistance to the change when it happened from sure. self-service, sorry, from counter service to self-service um, yeah. in the supermarkets. But people 10 years younger than me won't ever remember shops where everything was served over the counter. Mm-hmm. Even, even the corner shops are self-service these days, aren't they? Apart from perhaps tobacco and liquor, which is behind the counter. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the smallest of corner shops are self-service right. these days. Um, there must have been a huge resistance then, but we got used to it. And I think it will be the same with these self-checkouts. Oh, yeah. I don't think anybody from the previous generation, millennials, are not particularly bothered <laughs> by it because they probably don't remember it not being there. But, mm. yeah. I think we should talk very briefly because the episode is coming, the season is coming to a close. Mm. This is the last time we'll be here in sort of real life. Um, we have one last person who is not a hypnotist herself, but has had close ties to the use of hypnotism for many years. And, uh, that's and she's Anne. a doctor. Yeah, and she's a doctor, yeah. And uh, so she'll be on next week. And yeah, then next week's episode is two doctors and one hypnotherapist. <laughs> <laughs> but right. yeah, so, so that's next week to look forward to. And then, mm-hmm. of course, we, like you say, we've got next season as well. So... For today, though, it's time for us to say tatty bye to our viewers and listeners. And by the time this goes out, Thanksgiving will be over and the ramping up to Hanukkah and Christmas will be in full force. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you on the next one. Okay. Bye, dear. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credits using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.